This is episode 141, the worst of both worlds, vibrating my butt with very, very much loudness. <laughs> it's the tone control. <laughs> I love the decisive, like, slamming it down on the counter. We're gonna place the Kablam! Bing! <laughs> <laughs> Coming to you live from <laughs> online. Live from online on the internet. So, uh, Derek, it was your turn to go on a trip. Uh, where where are you? Uh, oh, uh, well, I did just book a trip. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> where to? Uh, just up to Acadia National Park for our anniversary. Ah, uh, fun, fun. Yep. It's only four-ish hours, five-ish hours from here, so... Mm -hmm. It's a drivable thing, and we have an annual pass to the national parks, so right. we're like, let's let's use that sucker. Cool. Yep. So um, it's also like the closest national park to us, I believe, and it's it's a good time. It's a cool place. Very nice. Very nice. Well, I didn't go on any trips either. We're actually recording in our proper locations. Correct. And I fixed the hell out of my internet. <laughs> so I don't I don't think I can't remember if I mentioned this before I was not at the place before but it this would have happened uh last episode had I been at my studio but I got real sick of the bullshit of the internet not reaching all the way out here to my studio and so I called the folks at Google and said what what do I need to make this? I like did the thing where you call yeah. a salesperson. What do I need to make it work? Okay, here's my credit card. <laughs> yeah, please take my money. Yeah, and um, <laughs> what can I do to get you in this internet? Today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What can I do to get me in this internet that's working? I talked to him about everything because I have a bunch of wired devices too, and their things only have two ports. Mm -hmm. um, but they said it's totally fine to hang switches off the backs of them. So I um, nice. That's what I'm doing. Uh, so my router became just a modem, and uh, with my house size, uh, I only needed two of those little jobbies, two of oh, the nice. Google cool. Mesh Network stations, and it does like it says it does. Mm -hmm. It uh, it does what it says on the tin. It it for for one thing, like they just kind of turn on and they go, oh, you're adding a base station. Okay, hold on. Up. Uh, okay, we Found are it. one. Yeah. We are Borg now. And then uh, <laughs> it. It uh, doesn't give you that BS about 2.4 gigahertz or 5 gigahertz or any of that. It just mm -hmm. shows you your network, and it handles all of that on its own. It doesn't tell you which thing you're connecting. You're not connecting to an extender or any stupid shit like you're that. You're just on the network. Yeah, like, and it doesn't cannibalize its own bandwidth. It just like it just gets stronger than it was before. So That's nice. I my internet now clocks at between 50 and 55 megabits per second out here on wireless now. Which is Rad. faster than what I pay for, but it t it tends to average just slightly faster than the fifty that I'm paying for, and exactly the same as wired computers in my house. Awesome, that's a relief. Um, yeah. In fact, we could probably turn the video back on. Oh, you want to try that? Yeah, I do. 
Incoming video up to 720p. Let's put it up to full resolution, everybody. There he is. All right, bandwidth, outgoing video up to 720p. Look out. Oh, man, this is vintage, huh? Yeah, some classic tone control. Messy (laughs) office, video chats. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's there's news and stuff on this episode too, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's um, a lot of cool things this week. I just want to also mention that, and I, I said it kind of jokingly in the last episode, but the last episode is really one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's not because it was like a crappy call quality. It's not because we threw it together at the last second <laughs> or anything. Like it's just, I think the conversation was really, really good. And Yeah, it, it was, was, like, it a was really, like fresher. Yeah, right. And maybe it's because your brother was on and we have a, a guest that was like, wait, explain that again. And yeah. that, that helps us, yeah. I think, uh, from time to time. But I liked it a lot. It was a good a good chat. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, it was good. And especially for not being news. Well, it was, it was funny like how like the tiniest little things that were supposed to be offhanded comments turned into whole <laughs> yeah. conversations and stuff. So Right, right. I think it's because you and I are pretty used to doing the show and like just do the show. Right. And then yeah. when someone else is on, it's instantly more like just hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and then the bullet sheet is like, Oh, that reminds me. Did it's you like guys hear guideline. about this thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Okay. Uh, sorry that took so long. I had weird things. I had to find the files from the part of the recording that had happened already. So, anyway, um, I'm I'm back online. Are you? I am now back online. <laughs> okay. Okay. So my computer's uh, dreadfully old. It's 2011. A few times a week, it will just drop my recording interface now, uh... and I basically have to pull the plug out and replug it in. If I don't grab it all fast enough, it will continue to freak out and the whole computer will reboot. So that's what happened. That's why you couldn't hear me as my recording oh, okay. interface just quit out. Bummer. <sighs> okay. But anyway, I'm we uh we had just got finished speaking about how much we liked the, the last episode. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> so anyway, and then it cut and then it cut off there. <laughs> I was gonna say that uh my kid is still not asleep, which is unusual. Lately, she's been like insta-sleeping when I put her down to bed. Mm-hmm. She apparently got a nap today at camp. Um, oh. So, uh, um, educational institutions that have children are required to offer them a nap. For some reason, that means that even if we say our kid doesn't need a nap, they have to have a nap time and they yeah. have to tell the kids to lay down and the kids who don't take a nap can stay there for like 10 or 15 minutes and then get up and quietly go play something else while the rest of the kids sleep. But they mm-hmm. have to lay down. And for some reason, Aria told her teachers today that she was getting a whole nap. And oh. so okay. <laughs> that is why she was still awake and she wandered down into my studio just before you called me <laughs> and opened the door and I was like, what? Because <laughs> it hasn't happened in so long. She's been so good about sleeping since she dropped her nap. Yeah. You know, she falls right asleep at night. It's now, great. Now she's like, I'm ready to party. Well, she comes downstairs and she's a little like, she's perplexed and scared about why she's laying in her room and not sleeping. And not sleeping. Yeah. yeah she's like, like she doesn't I guess get I'm, it. She's like, I'm bored. Yeah. And, and in her mind, she was like, I was scared because you weren't asleep yet. 
And I was yeah, like, oh, I honey, mean, you're, not voc- you're not verbalizing that right, but I think I know what you're getting at. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of remember uh, when I was really young, like going to bed and not really being tired and like knowing my parents were still up. Yeah. And like kind of for, for who knows how long. Like I didn't know what right. time they went to bed. I, I didn't know, know what time, time it is. was. <laughs> yeah, right. So, and it was like, how long... Like how long is this going to go on? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just, it's how like a long weird must I endure this? Right. Yeah. So anyway, I think she'll. Hopefully, she'll be asleep very soon. She's rolled okay. over. But anyway, if she opens the door, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fine. We'll just have a, a guest appearance. Yeah. So uh, I was saying before we were so rudely interrupted by freaking out MacBooks. Yeah. Um, I sold my amp. Right on. For real this time. The I got saga the has friggin ended. Got the cash in hand mm-hmm. yesterday. So uh, last we spoke, the buyer was, was what was going to happen? So it was supposed to be that Friday of that week. Uh-huh. We were going to meet up, you know, hand it off, cash, no questions asked, like mm-hmm. off to the races. So I'm leaving work early on Friday for a few a few things to do, including selling this amp. Yeah. And he messages me between the office and my car and says, hey, I need to cancel for today. <laughs> uh, yeah. For reasons I'm not going to get into, whatever. Yeah. So, of course, I would just like stop what I'm doing. I stand there like, are you kidding me? Like, <sighs> is how how long is this going to go? Mm-hmm. Like, What's what is happening? So he explains the situation. It's a family emergency, allegedly. I'm choosing <laughs> to believe him, I guess, uh, because I have no real reason not to, other than like, what are the odds? But it's it's you know. just the the whole and, thing was just um, like you said, kind of a couple of times. Like if he's trying to scam you, he's doing it all wrong. Like he's yeah. he's not ending up with an amp out of it, right? Like he's just stringing me along. So then, but it seems like through no fault of his mm-hmm. exactly. So I was like, okay. Uh, he had to leave town, drive back to, I think, Maryland. Or I'm not sure where yeah, he's yeah. from. But so he's like, I got to hit the road immediately. So I'm like, how about this? I'm off work now. So yeah. I, I'll drive it down. I'll go down to Medford and I can hand it off before you leave. And he's like, I'm already on my way. I can't. I have to go. Fine. Okay. When are you free? And like, this is one of those things that I'm choosing to myself. Like, am I going to handle this like an asshole? Like, do I have to be an asshole about this? I don't want to (laughs) be, but like, this is taking forever. It has been over a month since we first communicated on, Hey, is this amp for sale? Yeah. And part of that was because I was on vacation for a while. And then part of it was work schedules and like all these like little tiny things. So He's like, okay, I'm free Tuesday through Friday of next week, as in this week we're currently in. Um, I was like, all right, Tuesday. Let's do it. Tuesday is our day. Okay. And then the weekend goes by, and I don't hear from him at all. Um, (laughs) I don't hear from him Monday. Uh, I roped in reverb support again, like, hey, can you get a hold of this guy? I can't. Oh, so you're you're trying to talk to him and he's not responding. Yeah, I'm, and I'm yeah. thinking he must still be out of town. But, like, give me a time on Tuesday and yeah. confirm for me that Tuesday is the day we are meeting. Because all he said was, like, I'm free Tuesday through Friday. So I was like, it is Tuesday. So um, <laughs> I send him a message. Tuesday is very, the day that it is. Yeah, so I, I wake up Tuesday morning, and before I even like legitimately have pants on, I send him a message like, 
Look, if you can't commit to this amp for whatever reason, I don't care what the reason is. Uh, there's a, a detail of the story I, I did not mention earlier. When he returned the amp to me because his chuck bounced, he did not return the foot switch and the cover. Yeah. Which, I don't actually, did I mention that? You, well, you told me. You did, I told you. You did okay. not say so, on the show. Right. So, which are like not really high value items. It's not a big deal. But if I was going was, to re- he left resell a, it, it, he, he, he could have left in a panic and forgot them. It's exactly what he did. Yeah. So, um, I, it looks like he grabbed it right from his studio or whatever. So, anyway, um, I was like, I'm going to need those back because if I'm going to list it again, I want everything that came with it original foot switch, original cover, yeah. to sell the whole package. It is just far more appealing for a buyer. Oh, yeah. As it was for him. Well, that's not an unreasonable request. <laughs> right. And he's like, writes back a few hours later, like, I can't apologize enough times. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. You know, I can meet up 5 o'clock today, Tuesday, 5 o'clock, 5 p.m. in the afternoon on Tuesday, the day that is Tuesday. The day that it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, awesome. See you then. Yeah. So I get down to downtown where we agreed to meet up at the guitar store. Uh, and there's at, a whole gang of guys there now. And at 5.15, because it was 5-ish, you know, yeah. busy busy town, uh, he messages me, I'm somewhere in New Hampshire, uh, I, I don't know where, I'll be there soon. I'm like, okay. So I like <laughs> hang around the store. Like Manchester's not that far into the state, so yeah. uh, without traffic is maybe 20 minutes. Oh yeah, because so he's a Massachusetts boy. He's in Medford, right, yeah. So which is near Boston. So mm-hmm. he messages me, like, I'm, I'm in traffic, I'll be there as soon as I can. Like, All right. Fine. Again, so a likely I'm, story. Yeah, I'm walking around <laughs> looking at gear, you know, hey man, can I help you find anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my buyer. <laughs> my buyer, yeah. Let me know if you see a guy. A lot of cash. Um, <laughs> so so then I messaged him a half an hour later. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Be there in 10 or 15 minutes. Okay. Half an hour later, oh man, he calls in. So like now, I'm Tuesday is band practice day, and I thought like I'm not going to be late for practice. I sure as hell was late for practice, which is it wasn't a big deal either. But it's just annoying. Like come yeah. on, man. So, so he, but he he rolls in. He rolls in, tells me he left his house at three thirty, which I don't know if I buy it, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like one of those things somebody says. You're you're retconning a little bit there, retconning yeah. reality. So 3.30, 4.30, 5.30, it's now 6 o'clock. It did not take two hours. To get out of Boston on a Tuesday at 3.30, I don't I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, if there was like lots of accidents or something, I don't know. I was like, whatever, you're here now. And he's like just counting out money in my hand. I'm like, here you go, take it away. Sure enough, we're good. It's, so, sure enough, it's gone. You it's don't have gone. to see it ever again. I don't have to deal with this anymore. <laughs> and part of my my thing to him was like, look, I know you've been crazy. This is a really like you've got a lot going on, yeah. obviously, because you've explained a lot of it to me. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's just do this, and this is one less thing you have to have going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can both get back to normal, right? And you know, just be on our separate ways. So until I need to book a show at the Middle East. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember when I was super nice to you when you dicked me around for a month? That, Got any shows well, coming actually, up? <laughs> so one of my other conundrums right now is the leaving feedback on Reverb.com for him as a buyer. Like, what yeah. do I, what do I do? Oh, so, glowing feedback. He was accommodating, but like, no, God no, damn, this took six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, here's your opportunity though, because like, what's what skin is it off your back at this point? Yeah, it's all over. So give him the the A plus plus, and then, oh, that's that guy that totally got dicked around with by me yeah, for like he a left month. Me a great review, yeah. Oh, right. he is sure a stand up guy. Like he's, you know, because it doesn't matter to you. There's no yeah. more. So I don't need to leave verbal feedback. I can just leave stars. He left me just stars. Okay. So I got five. Yeah. And yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. I was <laughs> thinking like this is a solid like four star transaction because there was a lot of things because outside it was of stuff, our control. But it wasn't was anything catastrophic. Like, yeah. There wasn't any danger. Yeah, it wasn't like it, nothing was. Uh, it's not like he stiffed me on the actual money. He didn't show yeah. up and say I only have four hundred. Yeah, you know, yeah. He, he didn't. Um, right, turn up and then try to negotiate on the spot, kind of thing. Yeah, right. I was a little worried that was going to happen. I was also a little worried he was going to overpay for um, as like a thank you for dealing with this, but he didn't do that, so that wasn't awkward either. Thank God. Uh, Just yeah. here's the money. I will see you later. Yeah. Okay. Enjoy. So anyway, sold the amp. Uh, went to the bank after work today. Deposited the money late last night. I ordered the Line Six HX Stomp. And it will be here tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yep. Nice. Oh, yep, Amer- yep. Amazon. Uh, on Amazon, yeah. But yeah. it was so funny. Sold um, by uh, Chicago Music Ex- Exchange. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> what's weird is like if you order from CME Direct, their two-day shipping is like 30 bucks. Yeah. Because it's a regular place. Amazon, right. sold by CME, two-day shipping, Prime. Yep. Obviously, I'm already paying for it, but included. Yeah. But when you pay so, for Prime, you use the hell out of it, so it it becomes. I really do effortless. use the hell out of Prime. Yeah. I am the guy destroying the local economy, and I know it. <laughs> yeah. So. Yep. 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 And yep, yep, with yep. my fancy Amazon Prime credit card, I got thirty dollars cash back on it, which was great. So cool. Not too bad. So anyway, it'll be here tomorrow, and I don't know where to start. So it's going to be it's going <laughs> to be, be a, a curve, a curve yeah, of learning. Um, Yep. So I know our friend Taylor, who I mentioned has one of these, is going to hook me up with some IRs mm-hmm. and some patches that he has purchased. So oh, that will be cool. Uh, they're just they're just little, you know, dot hex files or something like that. They're just like oh really? You can just share them? Yeah, I think so. Because I downloaded a free patch today, yeah. and it just was like, here you go, just boom, right in the browser, mm-hmm. a dot hx or whatever. I wonder if paid ones is. would have some kind of copy protection though. I don't know. It seems kind of like we'll they find out. ought to. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But you just USB the thing to your computer and mm-hmm. move them over. So. Yeah. But, yeah, so more on that when it comes in. All right. Hey, guess what? It's time to start the show. Yeah. Thanks to Pedal Genie for sponsoring the Tone Control. Visit pedalgenie.com and start your wishlist today. Yep. Yep, because we're going to do that again. Everything's back to normal-ish. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. a few things real quick. Righteous Telecaster is done and it is in the hands of Righteous Ryan. Which is Way just, to go. just great. It, um, it was a lot of fun to build. Uh, I've, this is my third guitar that I've built using MJT parts and. Um, they're all a little different, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all kind of fit together a little bit differently. Um, need to make little adjustments differently and stuff like that. But that's that's the fun. Uh, it's great. I really, really liked it. It's 
the the neck was really a beautiful piece of wood from Musicraft. Mm-hmm. The roasted maple is very cool. I've never had a roasted maple neck, so it just felt like really rigid. I, I don't know. It's like hard to explain. Rigid, but huh? it, hmm. like it felt really solid. Huh? Because the roasting it like improves the uh, stability. Oh wow! So it did need a little bit of adjustment out of the box, but it wasn't bad. Uh, the bare knuckle fifties pickups sound really cool. I think it's got that really like slappy telly brass saddle twang to it if you want, but you can also play like rock and roll with this thing. And I brought it to band practice and it kept up. It sounded awesome. Uh, I have a demo that we can drop in here, which is uh, just a quick, stupid lick with each pickup individually or, you know, neck, middle bridge. And then some like stupid riff that I just needed to crank out real quick (laughs) to to demo it, like playing the thing. So uh, it's demoed with a 50 watt plexi, like Marshall plexi uh, thing in bias. fine like the demo sounds like fine because i wasn't really like i was like, I'm just <laughs> gonna do this demo because i gotta pack it and ship it so like i'm just gonna play this was, stupid like it was preset o'clock yeah it was like ah let's just uh <laughs> play some freaking power chords like <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's fine um yeah but it is a very cool very very cool guitar the pink is just the best like it totally confirmed for me that i really like the shell pink guitars just the slightest pink the slightest pink and even uh, everybody i shared it with was saying like what color is that i can't yeah, really tell. that's kind of neat, huh? Yeah, the only and even working up close on it before the pick guard was on it, it was, you know, you kind of your eyes become acclimated to it. It looks white, and then you throw this white mm. pick guard on it, like no, that thing is pink. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's it's done. It uh, arrived safe and sound, and it's a cool a cool axe, man. Righteous. Quite. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So uh, my first link here says reverb to be acquired by Etsy. Yeah. This and was isn't announced. Etsy eBay? Is it? I didn't know that. Is, I don't think so. Really? Hold on. Okay, you talk. I'll Google. I'm Googling. <laughs> no, it says owner is Etsy Inc. Hmm. hmm. Okay. 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 Now, wait, does Etsy own eBay? No, that would be crazy, right? No. PayPal owns Pay, uh, eBay owned PayPal, but it spun off. Right. 
uh, and things just got slightly more complicated on eBay, but nothing else has changed. Uh, apparently, I just made that up. Yeah, I don't think that's a thing. All right, well, anyway. Apparently, the internet occasionally speculates that, or people on the internet occasionally wonder if Amazon owns Etsy. Amazon does own a lot of things. They do not own Etsy. No. Um, They started an Etsy competitor at some point. Yes, it's built right into into Amazon's main site. So um, I saw this. This was published on Monday, and it was like, it immediately hit me like, what? Oh my God, Etsy, yeah. what? Oh. Like not <laughs> not in any sort of like disgust or anything, but like, how is this even happening? What is going on? Um, but I read the, the open letter that the CEO of Reverb published and kind of thought about it for a little while after. And it, I think it does make a lot of sense because of the exclusively for the infrastructure that Etsy has. Sure. Um, doesn't Reverb have an infrastructure, though? Like, is it yes. not sufficient? No, I think it is. But to grow bigger than it is now, mm. I think they would either it need to be acquired by someone like Etsy or uh, it would take a long, long time and a lot, a lot of money. So mm. things like their support staff, I think, are mostly tied to the greater Chicago area. Okay. You know, they can have more of a global presence if they were to work with Etsy. Um, and just the whole like marketplace for independent sellers angle, it's going to work better, I guess. I don't I don't know how it can work better. And they kind of say Well, I could I could see it it's easier, right? It's yeah. easier to simply buy the growth you need or, you know, be sold to the growth you need, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh Rather than trying to home grow it, mm-hmm. um, is is this is isn't this a thing from CME? I thought this was like. So I think the guy. It started that way. Okay. And I think someone who started Reverb maybe owned CME or okay. something like that. It, there is a tie. So they were like there. two two both owned by the same David Kelt. Ye- maybe. Uh, I don't know if that is the guy. But, I had um, the impression that it was like th- that Reverb kind of spun out of the Chicago Music Exchange web store where they were like, well, we always have this used gear flowing through. And then after, a, like, I heard about Reverb and saw some things on it. And then like a month later or something, I'm thinking back to years ago, a month later, I remember seeing like, oh, like there's just like people selling their stuff on here, almost mm-hmm. like it's an eBay. Yeah, except it grew to be much better than eBay really, really quickly. Being tied specifically for music, you could see why it's much easier to search for things. Like eBay so, is a yeah, it's such a such a, a mess of like you type something in and you're gonna find some of what you're looking for, but you're also gonna find like Most this not. industrial yeah. hose housing that for some reason has the same model number as the amp you're looking for. Yeah. Right, you know? and and a lot of eBay is no longer bidding; it's just buying direct. Yeah. So, um, CME was founded in 1990, and in 2010, David Cult bought it, uh, bought the store, bought the business and its inventory. Oh, so and I get that you. might have been around the time that Reverb. No, because I remember when Reverb launched, and it was during this podcast, so it was after 2013. So, 
but yeah, it was they're definitely tied together, I guess, through this guy David. So okay, I well. mean, yeah, it, I think it makes sense because creative businesses and entrepreneurs, their values-driven approach to business and their dedication to keeping commerce human. Not to mention their appreciation for all things vintage, <laughs> as he says. In the <laughs> so um, I think it. I think it makes sense. Um, and f- like they said, for the time being, they're going to remain independent businesses. It's yeah. just they will be owned by Etsy. So I don't expect there to be a lot of change in, in the coming. Like, no, but hopefully they can but. help them out, like you said, with that, that kind of like server back end and stuff. Yeah, Although they're right. probably all buying from Amazon. I mean. Yeah, yeah. You know. Everybody buys their server space from Amazon. Yeah. That's a, that's the dark secret that people don't always realize. AWS. That's why Amazon, yeah. Is it S3? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Amazon yeah. Web Services. Um, yeah, they they get paid by like anybody who's almost anybody who's doing anything on the internet in any yeah. in any major way is paying Amazon. So without them having to do anything or have their name on it or have a say in it, they're just getting a percentage of everything that happens on the internet. Yeah, kinda. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bezos. Okay. Uh what's is that that's good enough? Good enough. Yep. We did it. Yep. There it's fine. Okay. What's up with Move. Kemper? Days before I was going to buy this Line Six thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> which you a did Kemp- buy, which I did buy. Just an to spoil image of the this end. Kemper, <laughs> an image of the new Kemper Profiler stage was leaked ahead of Nam, and because Summer Nam's going on, yeah. And it was like, oh, is Kemper coming out with a new thing? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it going to be? It looks like a pedal board shape. It's they they do have a remote that controls the head or the rack unit. But this looks different than that. So, uh, luckily, it is still not actually what I wanted to buy. So I'm out of the woods there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> looks so, like it's got a Kemper, hell of a lot of feature, though. Yeah, the Kemper Profiler stage is a full blown Kemper rig, full blown Kemper Profiler head rack, whatever it would otherwise be, in a pedal board format. So something okay. that is the size of a Helix floorboard or yeah. uh, some of the fractal floorboards or just any like foot controller. It is about the size of a traditional pedal board. Um, So it has the controller function to change the head and rack. Oh, so it can can be a controller. Why not? I believe so. Why not? Yeah. Um, So the the traditional one, the head that we kind of already know from Kemper, does require that foot switch system to change sounds or recall settings unless you were to walk up to it and push buttons on the face of it. Okay. And this so, is this is yet a different thing. This is still a different thing. This is a full amp. This is the Kemper profiling amp in a different shape. Cool. Okay. So yep. it has five buttons for five rigs per performance. Kemper performances are like the live uh, bank. So if you're performing, you put it in performance mode, <laughs> and it kind of works differently than how it would if you were creating new uh, amp sounds. Okay. Takes away um, some functionality so that it can act more like a regular amp, maybe. Correct. And then it also has four Stompbox-style effects buttons that you can individually assign to Kemper effects like reverb, delay, kind of whatever else you've got baked into the Kemper itself. Mm-hmm. Four expression pedal inputs... 
Which, like, holy shit, right? Well, yeah, but what if you need a fifth? So, okay, I see a flaw okay. in this system. All right, go two, on. And then two stereo effects loops. Okay. Plus a dedicated I would, I would tap right on the side of it. Yep, and I would assume the effects loops you can assign to those stomp box switches to, like, if you were to introduce a vintage delay into your path, you could take that out easily. Mm-hmm. Um Two XLR outs, USB, MIDI, uh, Speedif, like all kinds of tuner. Yep, looper. Tuner. It's got it all. It is a it's a Kemper, but that goes on your floor. Do Kempers have a looper in them? I don't know. Does this, this one does? does. It has a button that says looper. What else well, could it be? Well, frig. I mean, <laughs> looks like a looper to me. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh yeah! Look at those foot switches up there. Plus all the all the push buttons and screen and stuff on the front to do all your normal yep. stuff. So everything so but could, the power uh, amp, obviously. Nope, it's got a power amp. It's got a power amp. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, so it's if you can take this Kemper rig. So you take your guitar, right? You're just like, dur, 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 here's my guitar. You plug it into the Kemper profiler stage and then directly into a speaker cabinet. Yeah. And you are done. Like it is it. Where's the power? Where, what? It's blowing my mind because I've been in all this Helix research I've been doing. Like you aren't looking into, for a power amp, though. I wasn't, but looking, it is something that it can do. So I'm thinking down the road, like what, what is the deal with FRFR caps? What is the deal with going to front of house? Like all these things. I just want to know more about how that would work. Uh, and having a power amp is a thing you need wait, to wait, do wait. That with Helix. This, this specifically says no power amp. Oh, really? The other article I read today was wrong then. Like, they bolded it. It says, no mere accessory. It's a complete profiler, multi-effects powerhouse, and state-of-the-art amplifier. Parens note, no power amp included. Featuring okay. unique <laughs> profile. Blah, blah. Never mind. Yeah. Then the place that I read that, I heart guitar on Twitter, just FYI, you might want to fix that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they they were pretty fucking clear in their anyway. article, dicks. Yeah. So, uh, scratch that, I guess, but... Still, right? So you just need one of those, um, like the Seymour Duncan power stage things or yeah. any other like clean headroom power amp that can just power a speaker cab and you're still good. It's one more piece of gear, mm-hmm. but it, it eliminates this like lugging. Or you just of straight to front of house. Gear. Right. If you're using As long this, as your monitors are good, just get in ears and then go front of house and never worry again. Yeah, man, that is, that is slowly becoming the dream for me. <laughs> But it's so cool. would you be able to make feedback though? With you, do you know what I'm a, saying? Like if you don't have any, if you, you'd be relying on the monitor system, and that's not going to behave the same way an amp would. Right, it doesn't resonate need, the same way. So right, it would be that could be one of the things you lose yeah. unless you had a cab specifically for stage volume. But that's the thing. Then you're back to, and then I also have this power amp for my stage volume. Yeah, right. Because it's going to feel gonna be very big, different. It's I've I've never oh, played yeah. a guitar front of like we talk about. Oh, you can just go front of house from your Helix into the XYZ. You know, I've I've never done that. I assume Me it would neither. feel super weird because I'm used to back. It's been years. What is it? How long have I lived here? You know what I mean? Like I haven't I haven't yeah. played on stage in years. But when I did, I had earplugs in, and my guitar amp was vibrating my butt with very very much loudness. Yeah. And that's how it feels to play guitar. So playing, you know, with your plugged right into front of house is got to be very different. 
Very different. And you're you're relying on that sound guy, I think, a lot more. Because and even if you have this, the wedge in front of you, it's not going to be the same. It can't possibly be. Well, yeah. I mean, that's when we get into cabinet IRs and stuff. Yeah. And how how real is that feel? Um, but well, I just don't think they have the same resonance. The same physical property. Yeah. The the appeal of having something that you can take just your guitar and just this pedal thing and play a gig, like everyone has that appeal to bring less stuff to not have to. Like it's less to lose, it's less to break, it's yeah. not as heavy. All that stuff is great. It is super different. And if you were running in ears, like I think it would be more akin to being in the studio. If you mm-hmm. have already spent a lot of time in the studio, maybe playing live would be more what you're used to then. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see how it goes. I can't tell you how many shows we've played where we just don't mic the guitars because it's such a small place. Yeah, that. You does know? happen, or like, right, right, where there are no monitors, or there's yeah. one monitor, or something there's like that. One monitor, and, and you better believe it's going to have just vocals in it because otherwise everybody's going to be a mess. Yeah, and so <laughs> I need that two by twelve on stage that is giving yeah. me the is acting as the amp and a monitor mix because I just need to know what I'm doing. Yeah. Anyway, so very interesting <laughs> though. I mean, if you're looking for a camper but don't want the head or the rack setup. This is your answer. It looks cool. I really love their design of all their stuff. I like the green thing they've got going on. I like yeah. the 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 graphics they use and stuff. It's I very think cool. if you use a Kemper, if you play a Kemper on stage, this is definitely the way to go. Yeah, I've seen a band around here has the Kemper rack with and the foot the, switch with the remote. Yes, yeah. and I guess um, that's fine. I guess if you were just coming into one now, this is. Sim- well, I don't know. I, I guess it isn't as cut and dry as, as I'm thinking because that product did exist already and it has it a power amp built into it. Some of them do. You can get it with and without. Yeah. yeah I mean, it is the same product. Like, it, yeah. I don't think it has any extra features other than like a looper and stuff like that built right in. But it's it yeah. doesn't have – the thing that makes a Kemper a Kemper uh, has not changed. Yeah. So They're not iterating okay. and making versions of it, huh? It's a form factor thing. Yeah. So. So. Um, actually, c- kind of talking about this modeling thing still. Yeah. Um, I watched this interview with one of the lead engineers at Line 6 recently. Um, and he pointed out that the thing about modeling, like, it, no one is saying or trying to say it sounds and feels exactly like a guitar amp. It is intended to sound like a guitar amp with a microphone in front of it in a different room kind of thing. So like, yeah. So the, the line six helix stuff, I can on a foot switch, change the microphone in front of the cap if I want, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. And that it is not supposed to be the same thing. It is supposed to be creating a really good sound, not imitating a guitar amp in the room. So it's. I think that's a really important distinction to make. It's it's a very subtle distinction, but it, it yeah, is the dif- I, it is the difference. I you can know? get that. So so then what he's saying is, if you're going to use this as a stage rig, you are meant to have an amp after it. Or if you're using it for amp modeling, like many people are, you know, if you're running it, if you are running it to front of house with IRs and all that stuff yeah. for cabinets. Um, it's like, 
one, it, it dramatically depends on the device you're playing it back through. Yeah. So if you're listening through Apple earbuds, obviously it can't sound the way a, a 4 by 12 sounds because it just can't. But it can it's sound not, the way your favorite records might when you listen to them on those earbuds. Exactly. Exactly. So it, it's just like that is the thing to keep in mind about all this. Everyone's yeah. like, well, it's, it's, not, it's not the same. Like, well, it's, it's not really <laughs> supposed to be the same. It is, it is achieving a sound that people are going after in a different way. Huh. So the, the other thing I've always been interested about this is, are we getting to a point, or when, when will we cross the threshold into guitar tones that are not achievable through traditional tube amps? Yeah. And, and I think, and I think like people that. are already doing that with, with I Kemper think so too. And stuff. I've heard some records recently that I know were modeled in Kemper or XFX, and it's like, man, this tone is... Not extremely <laughs> precise and it is like you can tell this is an engineered guitar tone yeah and i just don't really believe that a guitar amp could make such a crazy tight high gain sound or something like that yeah. but it's it's interesting and i'm i will report from the front lines when my thing comes in <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm still keeping a, a live rig that's like a yeah a proper amp and stuff so anyway moving on all right uh reverend The Manta Ray 30. So I remember something about Reverend and the Manta Ray, don't I? Manta Ray 390. 390? How did I read just 30? I don't know, because you're a dummy. I think my <laughs> mouse was hovering over it, and I didn't see the zero. Go on. So Go on, then. You didn't see the nine? God damn it, Justin. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. So what? It's, yes, you do remember Reverend. <laughs> We've talked about them yeah. on this show before. They are uh, very good guitars that are made overseas, but they're like, like really high quality, you know, it's that whole, oh, it's not made in the U.S. thing. You just assume it's a cheaper guitar. That is not the case mm-hmm. really anymore. Certainly not with Reverend. Do you think these clowns are getting sued? For what? What does this guitar resemble? Well, I don't know. It resembles a Les Paul as much as any other Dude, guitar. Dude, somebody sent us an Instagram message <laughs> with a screenshot of them. Uh, reporting Fender. It's <laughs> <laughs> like you inspired me, bro. Like, yes, let's do it. <laughs> Love it. Better watch out for these guys. They're eking in on your territory. Territory. <laughs> All right. So okay, man. I know I, this episode's this is, already um, so long. Let's go. It's fine. I don't care. This uh, this is the Manta Ray from Reverend has been around for a while, but this is a three P ninety version. Yeah. Rad, we right? like that, right? I'm into it. I, I have it. never it played mean. a guitar with a P90 in it. I, I have. I have. I am told that it's cool. Yeah, they're like they are single coils, so they have some single coil <laughs> qualities, but they're mega fat, so they have some humbucker qualities. So it's like a, a it's like a fat, gross pickup, like a humbucker, <laughs> except it's also got all of the like technical faults that make a single coil <laughs> inferior sonically. It's the worst. Of it's both the worst. Worlds. But it is digital tape. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> no, the P90. It was actually, I think, the first pickup design, right? Because like, single coils got smaller after that, and then you put two of them together, you get a humbucker in like the f- no, mid fifties. PAFs. 
So, yeah, but uh, it comes in three very cool colors. Uh, Midnight Black Metallic Alpine, which is like a green, and then Mulberry Mist, which looks a lot like Burgundy Mist. I think it's a cool guitar. I think this is a guitar that that a lot of people could look cool playing, which is uh, A plus Um, number one reason to do anything about any day of the week. Any music here is, yeah, we've always said that 90% of being in a band is looking cool. Yep, 90% of tone is looking cool, so that how much does that leave? Right, ninety percent of tone is how you look when you play it, <laughs> like how you, your face when you. <laughs> if it makes you a guitar face, it's good tone. <laughs> so uh, Matt, the other guitar player in Delaney, plays a Reverend, and it sounds awesome. Oh, His has a Bigsby on it and some different pickups, but it's it's a very cool guitar. They have the bass contour knob, which is a bass roll off, so you oh, can tighten good. up low end. Yeah, uh, you can revoice the pickups pretty quickly. Uh, this guitar is a Karina body and a three-piece Karina neck, which I'm I'm Ooh. all about that. That's very cool. An African blackwood or ebony fretboard with a 12-inch radius, treble bleed circuit, locking tuners, dual acting truss rod. It's it looks like a good one. I love that the treble bleed. That's what I accidentally did to my guitar when I was fucking around with it one day. So I always forget that my guitar has has that stuff yeah. in it. Also, I think it's also known as the grease bucket tone circuit is it yeah i was just like um, oh my guitar sounds muddy when i turn it down right that's how most guitars sound yeah and so like, i bet righteous i can telly, fix that <laughs> righteous telly has a um emerson electronics wiring harness yeah in it, and it has the treble bleed built right in and it is so good it like it's just i i might buy one for my guitars like, it's just great like as as all strats should have mm-hmm. the the blender all guitars should have treble bleed. It's so Oh, good. yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I'm looking at all of the features. This is like the best guitar product website I've ever seen. Um, I think like uh, they has, ran out of things to talk about, so they said things like, it has a jack. <laughs> well, no, but there, it doesn't have a jack. It has a jack that has uh, uh, dual fins on it. Yeah. It's yeah. not a typical jack. Typical jack has the one fin per contact right so when you push the cable in if you lean really hard on the cable you could get it to loosen up right if you lean the wrong way it's a much sturdier right and so i always like when i would put a jack into a guitar i would put it the way so when the weight is on the cable it is pressing it harder into the contact yeah here i don't have to think about that because it's grabbing it the uh, uh, plug from both sides Right. I think that's cool. I mean, whatever. It is cool. It's it can't a little be that much more expensive. If it's like exactly. an extra $50, then I don't care about it $50 worth. But Yeah, right. Um, pots and caps that are within plus or minus 10%. So that's cool. Okay, very, yeah. Um, I mean, that that's fine. I, I put Bourne's pots in my guitar anyway, which I think are like 5% pots. But I didn't realize the typical ones are 20%. Maybe the world is stupider than I thought. Uh, custom dome knobs. I don't think that has to be on this. You know, <laughs> I don't think I need that on this website. But uh, locking tuners, a boninite nut, synthetic bone nut. It's probably like Graph Tech. Boninite. Boninite. It sounds like something from Futurama. <laughs> it does. <laughs> like it's a precious That's stone. That's dolomite, right? baby. I'm <laughs> 40% dolomite. <laughs> Oh, the custom God. jack plate. I do really like the jack plate. It's got like the aviator wings on it. That is part of the Reverend logo. Scrolling. Oh yeah, yeah. Righteous. Looks looks really good. Yeah, I like it. Okay. Hey, cool. Mm-hmm. List price thirteen twenty nine. 
All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay. Pedal genie time. Pedal genie. I didn't change the voice yet. (laughs) All right. Let's get this going. Pedal Genie is like the Netflix of guitar pedals. Rent any pedal you want for as long as you want, for one low monthly price. Shipping is included and there are no late fees or time limits. With over 1,500 pedals to try from nearly 100 different manufacturers, Pedal Genie definitely has the gear you want to try. Subscriptions start with flex at just $19.95 a month. Try out one pedal at a time for as long as you want, send it back when you're ready for the next one. For only $39.95 a month, the standard subscription includes shipping, so you could have a different pedal every few days. If one isn't enough for you, Pedal Genie Pro gets you three pedals at a time for only $64.95 a month, shipping included. There's a subscription for everyone and best of all, your first month is free. If you find the pedal of your dreams, the one you just have to keep, Pedal Genie will offer you a buyout option. Prices vary with the length of your membership and the type of pedal, but you'll definitely get an awesome price for the pedal in your hand. So head to pedalgenie.com to fill up your wishlist with pedals, and they'll send out your first pedal ASAP. Pedal Genie, all your pedal wishes granted. Blammo. What up, Pedal Genie? What's up, suckers? So, okay. All right, there's some pedals to be had here. There are, yes. Uh, do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? Uh, doesn't matter to me. All right, I, I'll go. I'm plugging in right now, so I, I got pre-set oh, up. So I'm actually I'm look re- at you. Okay. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Uh, I had the MD500 from Boss. All right. So this boy. bad boy. It's a big sucker. It's thick with two C's. <laughs> 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 so it's a modulation it a, box it's a monster mod machine man yeah uh, I think this is going up against the Strymon Mobius oh really it feels kind of in that territory for sure mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's only 350 bucks instead of like 450 so yeah it's about the same size it's got three foot switches um, A, B and then a tap or control thing and then you you know tap two of them to go up and the other two to go down in banks. There are 99 banks, each with an A and a B sound. So you've got, you know, lots of sounds, man. Yeah, 198 sounds, actually. Yeah. Um, Well, and depending on the sound, the tap or control can manipulate one of them to change a little bit. Yeah. So um, there are, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 12 effects on this thing. Chorus, flanger, phaser, uh, univibe, vibrato, tremolo, dimension, like the dimension C. Right, right. Ring mod, rotary, filter, slicer. The old boss, yeah, the old boss slicer lives on in the MD500. <laughs> Overtone. They do stuff like that, boss. Yeah. So this is... Um, I, I, it came in and I was like, oh, boss. Okay. You know, it doesn't look like a regular boss pedal. It's about, like I said, about the size of a Mobius. Yeah. Um, it is really like the top tier of what boss has to offer. And it probably really feels more like a Roland product. I know they're kind of the same thing, but it's like. 
it, Do you know what it I mean? looks like that. Yeah, it does. I mean, it, I, I feel the same way. Like, I sort of wish they would just get rid of the boss. <laughs> like, why does the it's boss brand a, exist? You know, like it's a little bit of a stigma yeah, about it because yeah. this pedal kicks ass, and and all of the pedals in the 500 series, the RV Reverb and the DD 500. And this, wow. the MD500, they're all great. They're really awesome, super feature-packed. Look at all the I.O. on this thing. It's it's crazy oh, pants. MIDI and USB, dual yeah, stereo. And- yep, stereo in, stereo out. Um, two, there's a single jack, but it can, through a splitter, can do two expressions, USB, huh. uh, MIDI, and out. It's wild. So controls for selecting the mode, which is your effect type, chorus, flange, or whatever. There's a screen on it, so you can like see yep. what you're doing and manipulate all the effects. Uh, a, a multi-selector, clicky rotary s- knobby boy. Uh, <laughs> this is a rate. It's a technical value. term, right? So this will like scroll through settings, um, yeah. and you click it to select. And then there's regular controls that you might see on other pedals. So depth, effect level, parameter one, and parameter two. And then there's some other push buttons for editing the sounds, creating custom sounds, things like that. And then just you know on off A B. And then if it's something with a, a rate, like a tremolo or a phaser, you got a tap tempo. And if it doesn't have that, uh, the, it turns into a control switch, which I think would allow you to change something like the depth or uh, okay. toggle between. So on the, the setting it booted up on was the rotary speaker, and the tap switch turns into fast or slow. Cool. For the, for the Leslie effect. And even, so I'm running this in mono, the rotary sounded incredible. They have really dialed in the different speed of the horn and the speaker. Like the that's cool. It's and you can really feel it. So it gets up there, and then as they spin down, they don't spin down at the same rate. And you yeah. can choose the speed of either of those. For example, yeah, it seems like there's a lot of tweaking under the hood that isn't totally surfaced. Like uh, yes, the twelve mod types, they have twenty eight different effect algorithm so some of these have more right, than like one slicer kind of sound has like 30 settings in it it's <laughs> wow. crazy because the slicer will take um it's kind of like a sequencer where it'll it'll take your input signal and just like cut out the attack and stuff and and the huh. decay and you have this like just sonic like timbreless <laughs> guitar sound huh. and it will repeat it as long as your guitar is sustaining it just repeats the rhythm, oh, and then there's nasty. like there's like twenty plus different rhythms. It's a really cool effect, and it was its own pedal for a while, uh, and they discontinued it. But it's in here now, which is great. Um, it's just all those like awesome old boss chorus sounds. So the CE one, CE two, the dimension, like all that is in here. Um, the seventies script phaser, which is your MXR phase ninety, and you can set it to like. Two stage, four stage, six stage, eight stage, like all these different settings. Very, very cool. There's four choruses, two flangers, three phasers, two vibes, 
two vibratos, four tremolos. Uh, the dimension D is the thing that it is. Uh, yeah. Ring mod, rotary, filter, slicer. I guess they just got one version of Slicer and Overtone. So one version of Slicer, though, like Slicer on its own contains, like I said, over 20 yeah. different rhythms in it. So like it's got, Oh, and you're doing that on like one of the parameter knobs or something. Yeah, so the yeah. Effect, the value control scrolls yeah, through yeah, them yeah. and you can save it. And then I think, I haven't tried this, um, I think the control setting, like the, sorry, the control foot switch, you could jump to a different jump rhythm. between them, yeah. Yeah. This is a 32-bit ADDA. And 32-bit floating point on it. I don't think I've ever seen a 32-bit converter before. As in, that's very high. Yeah. Okay. I've never. Well, I don't know anything about this. Because so. I, I uh, uh, so that bit depth is how many possible loudness values each sample of audio has. Mm-hmm. So, and the thing about bits, uh, it's computer math. So every time you add a bit to the depth of a value, it, uh, it it's uh, is this it's geometric? It's right? it's it's I can't remember if it's exponential or geometric or what the difference is. Oh, but, I see. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's like four is more is like ten louder or something than two. <laughs> well, like, it's, right? it's, it's not a, it's not a. I mean, I mean, louder, it's about how like, many possibilities, yeah. right? So if you have something that is. How do I explain this? A 21-bit system has double the possibilities that a 20-bit system has. Say that again, but slowly. A 21-bit system has double the possible values that a 20-bit system has. Okay. So every one you add doubles the... Mm -hmm. Okay. So, but audio, like CD audio is 16-bit. And that's fine. Yeah. Like that is fine. That is, and, and essentially, what this works out to is the noise floor. Like, what's the quietest right. so possible? I'm looking sound. at the Wikipedia page for audio bit depth. 16 <laughs> bit is CD, uh, DVD, and Blu-ray is 24. Yeah, and typically recording <laughs> stuff is 24. And a lot of stuff nowadays we're working with 32 bit, but 32 bit converters are not a thing. I, that's mm-hmm. why I'm saying I have not seen them. Like I can record in Pro Tools in 32-bit, but what it's doing is it's recording 24-bit okay. audio and then converting it after the fact to a floating point system. Here we go. So four bits is a possible integer value per sample of 16. Mm-hmm. Eight bits, double the number of bits, has 256 possible integer values per sample. Yeah. <laughs> so 32 has uh, <laughs> 10 digits. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> so it, so that's the thing. So uh, the other thing is the onboard process, processing in this is floating point. Floating point means that a, uh, uh, theoretically there is no way to clip it. It's, it's not possible to overload it because yeah. – the decimal point can move to wherever the computer needs it to move to, to in order to record that bit. So yeah. you have those those ten digits, uh, a ten digit number of possible loudness values. But if you needed more over here to the left, you would just move the decimal point and <laughs> and do it and do the this thing, thing is, and then round off the other end. So it's, it's very very smart pedal. <laughs> well, I just don't like I. It says first in class thirty two bit ADDA like. I as, as in like is it maybe really? one of the first pedals to do this? Well, maybe one of the to first f- converters at, at all. You know what I mean? Like oh yeah yeah. Uh, audio convert like 
24-bit is enough, okay? <laughs> Let me don't get me, don't get me wrong. Like, this is not some technology that we're all like scrambling and, and thirsty for, but like- uh, Like it's kind of overkill. Yeah, so the thing is, I don't think it's possible in the real world of non-quantum computers to have a converter that is using a floating point system because it has okay. to be, I, I think, I don't know, because, but, but it, it's coming from voltage before it hits the converter. So in the real world, there is always an upper limit to how much sig- AC signal can be on a wire before it will just distort like crazy. So, Dude. Okay, I don't know why I'm talking about this. This is so stupid. <laughs> anyway, I was amazed by that. It's they, a pretty they seem wild to put pedal. A, they seem to put a pretty serious chip in here, so, okay. It's a pretty serious pedal, and like I said, the other 500 serious stuff is, is no joke, yeah. and, and this is keeping in step with that for sure. Uh, I've not done a demo yet. I actually haven't had a lot of time to play with it, but um, <laughs> I plugged it in, went through all the sounds, like all 12 effect choices, mm-hmm. and it was uh, super, super fun. So I was pleasantly surprised at how, how great it sounded. Pretty cool. Anyway, MD500 from Boss, it is 350 bucks. Sure. Why not? Right? You know? Yeah. Frig. Okay, so uh, over on my side, I'm going to try to do this as quickly as I can. This this shouldn't take too long. Uh, So this that I've got is the Immerse Reverberator from New Knobber. Is that how we decided it was said? I have no idea. Sure. Good enough for me. (laughs) New Knobber. Okay. So hold on here. Show my windows. Okay. So this, I've just pulled it out of the box but right, right as we were starting the show, so I, I've never heard it before. Uh, it, I can tell you right now, off the bat, um, I like the way the controls are laid out. They've got a very obvious system here on the front. There's a mix yep. knob, a depth knob. There is a there is a knob that says time and tone, and then there it has a little line. Um, encircling the settings, I think, in which it would be time instead of tone. Oh, I see. Right? So there's a, a line around time, and then that, that circle also includes... Yeah, that is cool. You. Okay. Okay, and then there's another knob for pre-delay, mod, or blend. And once again, they've kind of color-coded it with these blobs so you can see what setting you're using depending on which uh, effect sound you're using. So... Right, so the spring reverb, for example, has a mod setting, not a pre-delay setting. Right, but and the, plate the sustain does have and hall yeah. both do. So yeah, so we've got shimmer, uh, detune, downtune, echo, yep. sustain, spring, hall, plate, and wet. What is wet? Uh, wet is another pedal that New Neighbor makes. New uh, Neighbor makes. Um, <laughs> It new is, neighbor. I think we should call it new neighbor. New neighbor. It's the wet is uh, the pedal that really put them on the map. I think. Okay. I'm not not super sure, but it is one of the first like really, really huge ambient reverbs. Yeah, let's hear it. Oh, there's wet. Let's turn the mix up. So the wet so little, has little a pre-delay, too, yeah. and I think I've got it cranked up pretty high. Lots of pre-delay. Yeah, so that's Ooh. a that's a big pre-delay. Mm-hmm. Um, this should be tone. So if I turn up the tone, if I crank it down, oh, so it's the tone of the yeah the got a lot itself. darker. Yeah, my dry is still normal. Depth. So let's see. Wow. It doesn't seem to be decaying with the depth all the way up. 
It's almost. It seems like it's almost a hundred percent. I'm losing it before you are, but yeah, I believe you. Yeah, it's still it's still going. It is decaying. It's not gonna like self oscillate, but it sounded like it was gonna self oscillate. So, uh, what else I've got on this? I've got stereo in and out on separate jacks. Uh, I'm using it in mono right now. Then there's two switches on the top for kill, dry, and trails. Um, so okay. that's probably gonna be your your. Um, True. Yeah, yeah that, yeah, that sort of stuff. So, okay, so let's just check the sounds out. I'm going to leave things kind of in the middle setting. Uh, so let's try Shimmer. Yep, yeah, so it goes up in octaves. So Shimmer, again, has a tone control. So I'll let that be nice and bright. That's cool. Pretty cool. What is Blend? Uh-oh. So if I turn the blend and the depth all the way up, will it ever decay? It might not ever decay. <laughs> okay, let's crank those back. Okay, uh, what's next here? Detune? Detune. Okay, this ought to be fun. Uh, I got the time knob now. Oh, it's like chorusy. Oh, I get it. It's a modulation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was thinking like a pitch shifter, but it's it's detuning like a flanger right. or a chorus would. Yeah. That's that's pretty nice. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Next up is echo. So this ought to sound more like a delay, I guess. So now I'm using the time control. And oh, it reminds me of the uh, dis, uh, Dispatch Master. Oh, interesting. Okay, so on the echo control, the other, the fourth knob is still on blend. And when I turned it up, it sort of dried right out. So I can blend a reverb oh. or a delay. Cool. A so is it at noon that it's both? And then Let's you go. try it at noon. You know, I, I think it sounds like... It's, yeah, it's using some of both. So this should be all reverb, and this should be all delay. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of neat. All right, all right, all right. I like that. Sustain. So now we're using a mod control and, and I guess, a, time a tone. Control. Yeah. No, no, time, right? Holy shit. <laughs> no, it says, it, says, uh, it says time on one knob. There, I just turned that down. It seemed like it was going to sustain forever. <laughs> uh, but the, the other one is a mod, so modulation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I turned the time back up so we can hear it. <laughs> wow. Terrifying. All right, crank that back. Uh, okay, spring. Let's see if this sounds like a spring. So again, we have modulation on this. Crank that up. Sounds pretty springy. Yeah, yeah. Does, doesn't really have that smack that spring tanks have, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all right, all right. Uh, hall. Uh, 
These are gonna sound best a little turned down, right? I'm trying to play like so short. Yeah, all right, Hall. These are these are the boring ones, I guess. Yeah. The your plate. typical reverbs. Yeah, plate has a pre-delay setting, so I'll start with that down. It's kind of brighter. Yeah. Pre-delay. Okay, okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, so I think yeah. though, and we already heard not, the wet sound. So yeah, I think you're not buying this pedal for the spring reverb sound. You know, th this company is really known for their giant reverbs. Yeah, yeah. There was there was like some Hall very cool or, stuff in yeah. here. I think it's controlled well. Uh, I wonder if I can put an expression into this or something. So it has stereo in and out. Um, I kind of wonder. Doesn't seem to have an expression or anything, but. I don't know. Maybe yeah. you don't need that for a reverb. It'd be cool to dial back the mix or something if you wanted to have like the end of a song, like really have a big crash decay, but the main yeah. part of your playing not be overwhelmed with reverb. Yeah, I was using a, about a 12 o'clock mix setting for all of the recording. Okay. So it's got... So the mix on it now goes 100% wet, and yeah. maybe it didn't before Well, on the Mark One. Maybe. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. What? <laughs> cool, man. I've always liked what they're doing. Yeah, I think it's good. Uh, uh, One ninety nine. Good mm, price. Two fifty. What? <laughs> two fifty for. Oh, two. because I was on the wrong page at first. Stupid asshole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's update yeah. this stupid link thing. Okay. Well, anyways. That all seems. So you get fine. the regular. I remember when the wet reverb was really expensive. Looks like they can get a B stock for one sixty nine now. Hmm. All right, I like it. Cool. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool job. I don't know. I don't know if I've had a pedal from them before. So we'll see. All right. Thank you, Pedal Genie. We like your faces. I've said that a thousand times. <laughs> we like your butts too. <laughs> Have you said we like your face? I, I don't remember you saying that. Probably. I don't know. But, you know, <laughs> I like everything about them. They're wonderful it is people. what it is. So uh, the bros over at the Tone Jerks uh, were gifted a three-month subscription to Pedal Genie for a birthday or something like cool. that. And I'm waiting to see if they end up canceling after three months or just keeping it forever. Because <laughs> let's be real. It's the best. That's the game <laughs> over there, right? <laughs> Give them a taste. So, okay. Speaking of Righteous Ryan. Yeah. It's finally time. Righteous Ryan emailed this to us like over a month ago, and I totally like I didn't see it. Then he told me, and I forgot, and then, and then I we forgot again. Went on and then a trip, there was like a bunch of vacations. Yeah, so <laughs> finally, we're going to talk about electronic audio experiments. Uh, who's right down in Massachusetts? 
All right. Electronic pretty, audio pretty experiments. Cool. Oh, I like, there's a picture of a breadboard here. Somebody's building a pedal on a breadboard. Yep. So uh, let's talk about a few of their pedals. The Model FET, Model F-E-T. This field is, effect um, transistor, Derek. Thank you. Okay, the, the Model Field Effect Transistor. This is based on the Sun Model T preamp. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's a good good Justin reaction. All right, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I I run into this. I I This is like, I think it's one of those things where you... You see something, you become aware of something, and then you start seeing it everywhere. What's the yeah. word for when that happens to you? Oh, um, yeah, there. Oh, Derek, is, you're my guy who knows stuff like this. Okay, never mind. It's not 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 confirmation bias. That's when no. you look for. Okay, that's um, when you you look for confirming. I'm, I, here we go. Your Ready? Own what is it called when you <laughs> <laughs> see? <laughs> Uh, something and then see a lot of it. Oh, it, it filled it in for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Google. Uh, the the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon. Okay. Yeah, we weren't going to remember that. Okay. The Bader-Meinhof phenomenon. I feel like I have that with Sun Amps over the past couple of months. Like, Yeah, um, I agree with you. Because I, um, I would have been like... <laughs> If I saw one at a music shop, you know what I mean? I'd be like, yeah. look at that cute old weirdo amp that like was probably like cool or something in the 80s. Right, and they then were, they're like, everybody's like, oh man. Like I Suns, like they're the yeah, best. Yeah, I was working you know, with they, this band and the guy had this Sun amp and he's like, I don't know, everybody's like freaking out when they see my Sun amp. And I was like, I don't care for it. It's this weird like solid state amp. Like there doesn't seem to be yeah. anything good about it. You have to put pedals in front of it to make it sound like anything. That is exactly what it says here on this product page. Like, so I don't get it. So, and but but then he he was like, well, whatever. I'm just gonna like he, he was playing heavy metal, so he was like, I'm gonna get myself a a fifty one fifty or a Mesa or a sixty five hundred five or something. And he sold his he he like almost made the price of a used Mesa from selling this weirdo wow. Sun amp that, in my opinion, was almost worthless. I think it's a maybe it's a rarity thing. Like I don't see them a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. It's it's based on the Sun Model T. Yeah, it's kind of uh, th- that amp in particular is really known for the heavy heavy tones when you push it, yeah, and it kind of. I, I listened to this pedal and listened to a couple demos and stuff. It is excels at those heavy tones when pushed, just like he says here on the site. All so right. stoner rock doom metal, like that, is really yeah. where it became. I think what it is now that that we're talking about. Probably, um, but it's like. The the pedal really does sound like a weirdo amp, you know. <laughs> like it's, it's like that. It's you remember of, that Dumble pedal we had? Yeah, it's like that. It's like I, I is could this possibly be the thing it's claiming to be? Like, come on, right? So, like, that's the thing. Like, the th- problem with amps in pedals is that if I take this <laughs> Sun Model T not. and play through play through my AC30, it's going to sound really different if I play it through a a. Fender Deluxe, you know, like they just, there is no way for that amp to not impart its color on the sound. So anyway, this is a standard, uh, sorry, it goes beyond the standard triode to JFET conversion. So there's like loads of headroom, really, really loud. All the video demos and comments I saw about this was like, uh, you'll notice the master is quite low because this pedal is extremely loud. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, not so bad. You can use it into a power amp too. So it is like a preamp pedal and huh. just run it into a, a power amp and, and get that get even closer. That would probably that. sound like a sun. That would sound like the yeah. thing that I didn't quite understand the value of. 
Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, so it is also like really designed to have pedals put in front of it, yeah. much like the amps were. Mm-hmm. So uh, it sounds really interesting. It's I think to call it uh, a drive pedal is not entirely accurate. It, like it is what it does, but it feels like a different kind of thing. It does feel more like well, a it's it's an amp stage. Yeah. So this so is this really... is like this is like um, going back to like pure guitar tone construction. Excuse me, I'm like yeah. burping here. But, um, you, you know, like like taking an amp and taking the output of it and running it into another, you know, like other stuff, using stuff wrong to create distortion instead of like having a box that's like, oh, this is a plimsoll and it has stages of distortion cascading into each other. This yeah. is the, uh, this is, you know, oh, let's put a FET stage and then put a this and then put a that and then we'll just sort of tune them and mess with them and they'll be way too loud and it'll get all clipped. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right, it's, it's distortion by definition mm-hmm. and it's not like, creamy amp distortion necessarily not as it's not fine to you, you got to do some yeah. work yeah so it sounds really huge like woolly it's a little bit fuzzy but it's also like i keep saying like i'm really sorry it's very crisp and clear it's um i know saying it's woolly and fuzzy but also crisp and clear is not really helpful so the <laughs> internal but, tone controls are on point because to keep something like that yeah. crisp and clear, yeah. that's what you're doing. You got to put the right filters in the right place. You're right. the The attack still is preserved, and mm-hmm. it, it feels. It sounds like it feels good to play. So there's controls for bright, normal, master, and then bass, middle, and treble. Oh right, because it was a, it was one of those four jack amps too. I get. Oh, you. was it? Okay, I think so. so you could jump it. Or just, yeah, or whatever. I, I still don't totally understand jumping. Isn't that so sad? Shouldn't I? It's, well, I don't I mean, really I get super it, understand like, it. I don't get why it does what it does. I don't either, but I'm jumping my AC30 and it sounds freaking amazing. Is, is it so like, just that you're using both channels at the same time? Yes. But the impedance is wrong. Has to be. But apparently it's not wrong <laughs> enough. <laughs> it sounds freaking great and ac30s people are like well you're not supposed to jump those or like oh they don't sound it's not like jumping a marshall oh, okay come listen to mine dude and tell me it sounds bad i'll fight you <laughs> <laughs> i don't see what difference it would make it's because ac30 is already bright enough because because the AC idea is that if you I, I think the idea is supposed to be that if you stack the bright channel on top of the other one that you you're kind of adding some of what was missing and the ac30 yeah, is exactly already is. bright as f- <laughs> It's mine is not bright as fuck. I don't know. Maybe mine's got something going on with it. But maybe it you just got the right epic. guitar for it. Oh, it sounds so good. I love how my rig sounds these days. It's <laughs> freaking awesome. So okay, that's the model FET. Uh, let's move on. The long sword. I think if I was going to get one of the pedals from them, it would be the long sword. I'm really into it. <laughs> Bring into me my long from, sword. <laughs> yeah. So the long sword is an op amp based drive with a huge range of distortion and. Uh, huge range of eq as well and this is it's going to come off weird but the only pedal i could think to compare the eq range to was the metal zone (laughs) (laughs) so my metal zone is here with me right now yeah uh and the the eq on this is wild (laughs) and when i it's it's on the metal zone it's like very it's too much it's practically unusable (laughs) (laughs) but on this on the long sword it's it's all over the place, but it sounds good everywhere that I saw a demo for it. <laughs> I was I was really surprised. It's very musical. Uh, so it's kind of low and high setting that sets 
the Baxandal tone stack. Are those words? Yeah, Baxandal is a way of doing tone controls. Uh, they are, I think, shelving they, filters, they're shelving filters. But I, I think the idea is that they are. There's something fundamentally different about them electronically. So it goes from like a light overdrive thing to, I mean, I heard it sounding like a righteous distortion. Um, shift control sets the frequency uh, sets the frequency that the mid knob controls. And this okay. is where I was. This is where I was really feeling that heavy EQ control that Metal Zone has. Mm-hmm. That that precise mid range focus. Yeah. I'm, it sounds this pedal sounds nothing like a Metal Zone. I'm only comparing the control of the EQ. Onboard boost foot switch uh, engage, uh, engages a pre-gain boost with a moderate mid-boost as well. So, I mean, how many times have I said this, that you want a boost with a little bit of mid-range bump so you can push that mix, you know? Yeah. Oh, hey, uh, the uh, the deal with, with Baxendal is that uh, it, it has a shallower curve, so it's like a lower cue on a shelf filter. So if you have a... a the Q is the the width of a frequency filter. Uh, so if it's a if it's a bell curve, like you can make it narrower or wider. But if it's a shelving curve, when you make it narrower or wider, you're sort of um, if you think of it on a graph, a sharper one would look more like the mesas out in the west of the United States. Uh, you know where it's <laughs> yeah. very sharp and then levels off. Uh, yep. And in EQ, you can even get the, those to sound kind of resonant where they end up actually having a peak and then they fall back down and level off. Uh, whereas a Baxendal will be, it's named after a person. Yeah. Uh, w- it will be much shallower. So it'll be more like a hill that just kind of levels off eventually. Okay. Okay. So yeah, um, that that probably would sound much more natural if you could say that, you know. Uh, the weird thing to say more, in a guitar pedal. Yeah, um, yeah, I know what you're saying though. So uh, when you start to sh- like, if it's a if it's a shelf at, from two kilohertz and up, uh, if it's a Baxendal, it will be affecting way lower than that to a certain degree. You know, you'll be I boosting yes, at two yes, k, okay. but even at one k, you know, if you boost six dBs at two k, you're probably still boosting three at one k. So yep. it's much oh, okay. wider, broader you. bump. Okay. I'm with you. So that's the uh, my favorite part about this. Uh, two favorite parts about the product page is one of the demos is called Punch It Chewy, <laughs> and then it tells you right here this pedal comes in a powder coated 1590 BBM enclosure, and we're always talking about like oh it's just your standard enclosures. We have no fucking clue what the number which is. Him, which him in case <laughs> but, it is. Right, so this is the one. The the not not the one we're always talking about. But if you want to know, <laughs> it comes in a 1590 BBM enclosure. Cool. I like the demo names. Seriously, the range of gain is huge. <laughs> Low mids for days. Thick yet sparkly. Mid two thousands post hardcore is still pretty sick. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, man. Nice. So uh, those are just a, a couple of the pedals that they've got going on over at Electronic Audio Experiments. There's also the Ryan, dagger, which is a miniature version of the longsword. What? No. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting oh, for damn. you to get to that part and you didn't, so I had to take it from you. I didn't see you. it. Oh, I love it. That's oh, it's the ideal name, right? Yeah. That rules. Yeah. I mean, it's no so metal it's zone. Just, but yeah. It's just the gain stage and the the James tone the stack. So low. the other one, it says the James slash Baxendall tone stack. <laughs> uh, 
great. Well, <laughs> controls, volume, self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sick. Yeah. I like it. Oh, this one comes in a powder coated 125B enclosure. I the 125B, that is that is going to be your typical most pedals come in this size. Uh, keep a note, Justin. This comes in your standard uh, 125B enclosure. Yeah, uh, noted. I'm going to jot that down. Yeah, thanks. This is, <laughs> so this is me typing. <laughs> All my loud keyboards are at work. <laughs> <laughs> um, they've got a few more pedals here. On this the is my loud keyboard cabinet. <laughs> um, <laughs> people do ask why I have more than one, and I just say, because I like them. Just leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ryan also asked him a whole bunch of questions and he gave very detailed answers with lots of insight on his design process, uh, the gear that he uses, upcoming projects, all kinds of stuff. So that is going to be over on tonecontrolshow.com for you to read. Uh, I encourage you to do so. It's great. Thanks, Righteous Ryan. Thanks, Electronic Audio Experiments. Uh, mm-hmm. I do want to uh, I want to try that longsword someday. Yeah. And the dagger, too, now that... Now that I know about it, there's also some other like cool stuff, reverbs um, and delays and things like that. Uh, they're, they're making a lot of cool pedals. Nice. Ha All right. I accept. Cool. We, you know, and then as much as I kept putting off doing this Righteous Ryan segment, you would think I had all this time to come up with a Righteous Ryan intro. Nah, yeah, we, just... we, I think we spent that. Did we? I mean, we do these pretty infrequently, so... Is this how you spell bright? That's how it's spelled on the pedal. Huh. So B R I T E. So bright. So, so bright with T E is how you spell bright tank for brewing beer. <laughs> but uh, so I don't know. so could someone have been typing the thing for the pedal and have taught their computer or whatever that that's a real word so it didn't underline it? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what did it say on the amps? That that's my guess is probably. Yeah. So that on the old amps. But um cool man. Hey, I have one more quick thing. Yeah. Now that I'm just sitting here looking at my desk. So you know that I play these uh Dunlop Jazz three yeah. uh picks. I got I got one right here. I got a couple. I played, yeah, I I played on it today. I got I had some red ones. I think I still probably have them somewhere. So I think something changed about the red ones. Um, now I can feel on the very top, the the top curve, yeah. like uh, here, you can feel where it was attached to the tooling or the, the manufacturing. Well, I can feel um, that on this one. It's not as bad on the yellow ones, I think. It's, it's a little smoother. Um, so the red ones really throw me off now because of that little nub. Oh, yeah. The, my red one's pretty smooth. Maybe I got a batch of red ones that was a little more pronounced. You or can something file like those so, off. The red ones aren't yeah. indestructible like the clear ones are. <laughs> However, I just picked up some of these new white Tortex ones. Uh-huh. So the Jazz 3 never came in Tortex until recently. And these are entirely smooth all the way around. So there's no raised lettering. There's no So there's like stamped out. They don't they don't print them out on a stick and then break them off. Yeah, so uh, I've been using these for a few days, and they are very good. So if you are a Tortex guy and you like the Jazz 3, well, you're in luck, my dude. I do still like the Altex because of the raised lettering. Uh, it gives you a little extra grip. That's always nice. Cool. Same, same was true for the Red Boys. But the Red ones, I would always um, 
I, I would sweat enough that they became slippery. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, these other ones don't do that. So anyway, guitar picks. Get the Jazz 3. It's the best pick ever. Cool. Cool. <laughs> okay. This image is too low res. I'm trying to find out about this sun amp thing. I need a high res image. Oh, there's uh, another yeah, not, one. Not a lot out there. 1969. Oh, here's one. Look on uh, Reverb, maybe. I'm I'm looking on. Oh, it is. I found it from the gearpage.net. Okay. Can you zoom? Show notes. Can you zoom right in on it and see if Boom, it's? Boom! I added it to the show notes. Uh, it does say bright b r i t e. Nice. Oh, look at this! And instead of jumping it, it had a fifth jack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see that now too. <laughs> yeah. I see a picture of that on talk base. Wow. Yeah, and it Four has arrows to both. Oh, huh. Oh, That's they've got a diagram of how to jack it. Wow. So you've got your inputs on top, your outputs on bottom, normal and bright, B-R-I-T-E, and then a center jack that says both in. <laughs> Wait, is that the, the speaker out right there? So both inputs. No, no, no. The speaker out's on the... Wait. Wait, why does it say output, though? Out. Because usually a four jack amp would have high and low inputs yeah. for each. Why does it say each out? channel? Explain it to me. All right, that's gonna have to wait okay. till next week. <laughs> so somebody who knows the answer to this, uh, write in. Send us a voicemail on Anchor. Yeah, do that. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good remembering that, Justin. I forgot. <laughs> okay. All right, somebody who knows about Sun amps, we need you. This is a call to action. Take that action. Get out of here. Okay. Uh, uh, Anything else you want to, you know, say about Um, the world? No, I'm good. Okay. All right. Well, here's to another episode. To all the components out there in the tone control circuit, thanks for listening and fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. That was a. I think her accent's getting stronger. (laughs) 